Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air let's do it it's go time you can be part of the show by calling 392 talk that's 392-8255 you know if i'm saying something to you i don't say to you i'm gonna say something to you and then say it i just say it or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at jeff cardoza uf and at pat underscore dueling the grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold it's time to tailgate here are jeff and pat All right, let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome into your favorite two hours of the day. Mine, at least. Jeff Cardozo. No Pat Dooley today. We've got the uh, one and only PG. If you're watching on uh, Facebook Live, ladies, that's the guy with the PG on the hat. That's why we uh, we call him that. And uh, it's uh, it's always awesome to have you. Welcome. Thank you, man. Breaking some phones right now. So. That's right. They're like, who is that? So. <laughs> Yeah, man, spring break. I'm still scared to park uh, in unauthorized areas <laughs> from my UF days. That's right. But I got booted once, man, uh, running the stadium. Really? And I think oh, I think your son Austin was at PK at that time. Yeah, because JJ was there, and um, I had to go pick him up, and I go to my car, and I had a boot on it, and I'm like, what? Don't like, you have to have, like, 10 tickets or something? No, I had one from undergrad 20 years ago, <laughs> three plates ago, and they, they don't let you graduate unless you paid all your fees sure. and you don't get to walk, you know? Anyway, so I, uh, I had to go walk down there, walk of shame, yeah. adult walk of shame. And then they, <laughs> and then the guy drives by me to take the boot off in like the little cart, you know, and he, he didn't even pick me up, man. Oh, I'm just no. walking down the road. But, uh, yeah, it's like 45 bucks or something, but I'm scarred. So, yeah. and we got a game tonight, so I didn't want to get booted again. Yeah. So you can't get there. Yeah. Okay. Like with maturity comes, you know, I don't know. With age comes maturity. Yes. So, Very uh, true. Yeah. So I'm close enough. Yeah. Hopefully spring break. You would think they're not. It, it is. It is like I've been around here a lot. And obviously you have basically forever. But it's so weird. It's like a ghost town when there's nobody on campus. Like I love the summers because it's pretty chill and easy. And this week is, uh, is kind of nice. It is. And the traffic for the school zones, mm-hmm. you can just shoot across town. So I don't know. When did you... When did you start UF? 97. 97. So summers weren't mandatory. You know, after a while, I want to say that was around 2000. So yeah. you might have been in those summers where, like, stuff downtown would close on Friday nights. Yeah. Bars at, you know, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's like a Sunday. 
and tumbleweeds would go down. Like <laughs> it was even more dead. It was like spring break the whole summer. And then they did something where you had to take a certain amount. I think you had to take 10 hours in the summer or they mandated something. Yeah. But man, I remember it was nice. You could get anywhere in Gainesville in five minutes. Yeah. Shoot across town, you know, and now. No chance. Oof. No chance at all. Yeah. But when you didn't have the, the downtown in the summer, you, just, you had Hawaiian Village, so you were good. Yeah, I was. CJ's was usually popping. But you had to be careful around those times, too, because it, Gainesville completely changed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it was just different. I don't know. It was a different time. A lot has changed here. Yeah. People come back that haven't been here in five years, and they're like, where am I? Don't recognize it at all? No. Not you, at all. Uh, you certainly don't. Well, you, you're not going to recognize uh, Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be in a Jets uniform apparently next year. So that'll be interesting. You, uh, you, your New York teams are going to get somebody pretty good. I just, I know that the Jets need a quarterback because mm-hmm. they're like, they think they're one player away. Yeah. And they, they do have a nice roster. They had a great couple drafts. Yeah. Uh, that GM did a good job. But it feels like they're just doing too much. Like it feels like Green Bay wants to get out from Rodgers. They want their franchise back, so to say. Yeah. And then the Jets are doing everything to give him the franchise. Like, I was listening to something today where he, he's like, I, besides the players he's asking for, do you yeah. see the list? Oh, yeah. Uh, he might want a helicopter because it's hard to get to the Jets' practice facility. So he might take a helicopter from Brooklyn to this facility, <laughs> and that might be in the contract. Wow. And I'm thinking, you know what? When you start giving a guy that much power – I don't. I mean, the quarterback is important, but I don't know. How do you feel about that? Do you think that? Yeah, I mean, if like take the contract, but don't ask for those extra things because then your teammates are like, "Man, I don't get that." Like, what? What? What makes him? Like, I've been blood, sweat, and tears with this organization for seven years, and Stu's just going to stroll in here and do that. So I, I think that's where it upset me. I don't mind him getting a hundred gazillion dollars or whatever they want to pay him. I mean, I think he's worth it. I think he's one of the the best there is. So that's not an issue. But, yeah, when when you get spoiled like that and, and ask for too much, then not my vibe. Yeah, and there's something like that going on with the conferences now. Mm-hmm. With the ACC, with Florida State and Clemson wanting a bigger percentage. Yeah. I, it's kind of similar. It's like, well, what does everybody else say? Mm-hmm. I, do, I just don't think that's a good look, man. I mean, it's, I don't it's think... not like uh, Alabama and Georgia are asking for that. And Could you imagine if they did, though? That's where like, I feel like the greed is getting so strong that it's going to tear things apart. Because what, is, what does North Carolina say? They're, they're blue blood in mm-hmm. basketball. They've been pretty competitive in football, and I think they're a large university. So they got some pull and a market. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just – I don't know. I, I couldn't – could you see the SEC doing something no, like that? No chance. Yeah. It's not what they do. So you know A-Rod tried to pull something like that with the Mets. He wanted his own merchandise. He wanted all this stuff. And, and the, the GM, Steve Phillips, said no. And you know how desperate the Mets are. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. I was like, give it to him. <laughs> I was younger. But I just think, I don't know, like it's a team game. There are important positions. Um, and you see this with NIL now. Mm-hmm. Guys that will be on campus and then this new guy from the transfer portal or a freshman is going to get this kind of money, but you've been here two to three years. Yeah. I just that's an interesting dynamic in a lot of sports right now, like kind of taking the team aspect away, even though these are team games. Yeah, I think I think the team aspect is really deteriorating. And then even, you know, you, you look at I mean what you're seeing in, in baseball now. And and I know it's been several years since free agency and it's 
you know, no longer the days of Ripken and Gwynn and all these guys that are the same team forever. But you don't even – like, I'm, I'm watching some of these spring training games. I'm like, holy crap, that guy's on that team? And I'm a baseball fan. Me too. And I don't even know some of the stuff. I'm like, dang, what's going on here? Do you do fantasy baseball? No. I, I, okay. I, it was too much. Yeah. I, I We've done it for a long time. Group of guys that went here to Florida. Okay. We've been doing it 20 years. Same group. Same nice. Group. It's so much different now because of what you're saying. And there's so many good young players. And you have no idea who they are. Yes. Yeah. And then, like, this one guy who studied it forever, like, goes and picks Joe Schmo, and he's, like, tremendous. I'm like, who the hell is that guy? I know. And you're a baseball guy. Yeah. And I watch baseball tonight. I watch all these things, and I'm like, man, how did I not know about that guy? But, um, yeah, I don't know. Things are are definitely changing. Baseball around here, though, is really exciting. And yeah. it's amazing that I look at the skater team and then I'm like, how are they the fifth team in the country? Did they move up? I think Pete Perfect Game had them at two or something or three. Yeah, so they go by the D1 poll. Okay, so, so D1 had them six and now they're fifth. So that's okay. what they always. Because it's, it's stupid because other teams use the highest ranking. Yes. So, like, you might have, let's say the Gators are five. And then South Carolina's five in another poll, and that's the highest, so you have number five versus number five. That makes no sense. So I think everybody should just use the same poll. That's like boxing. You had, like, six world champions, and you're Mm -hmm. trying to unify the belts. Like, they need to get that right. You know, I know everybody wants to have their own poll. But then I'm looking at Florida, and I know I'm biased, and I've been to a lot of games. You've seen me over there. I I like watching this team. Uh, But anyway... I know Tennessee's good. I know there's other. I know there's a lot of SEC teams that are good, but I can't. I can't. I, th- I think I see five or six big leaguers in this lineup. I do. Yeah. I, I. I'm not being like Homer here, orange and blue glasses. Who can Tennessee really say that? Is it that good right now? I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that are doing some, re- and Tennessee's got a staff that can get a lot of people yeah. out. So I think that's why you favor them. LSU's got a bunch of mashers in in their lineup, and they've got, got maybe the best Friday night guy on the planet who was a transfer and they paid him to get yeah. there and NIL stuff. So um, it'll be interesting now though, to see what happens within the league. Cause there have been a lot of teams just dominating pitchers, dominating, obviously the hitters doing what they're doing. Um, I, I pulled this number and to me it was, it was fascinating. I know we got some calls. So we'll talk some, some baseball here in a second, but listen, listen to this number. And I was going to use this on the broadcast yesterday cause I just saw it today. Through the first 25 games of the college baseball season, last year, 3,600 home runs hit mm-hmm. in 25 games. It's 1.69 a game. Okay, what is it now? So 3,600 last year. This year, through the same amount, 4,581. So almost 1,000 more homers. I have a theory. And I think I, I think you okay. know what it, I think you know where I'm going with this, and I think it's skewing me. I still think because I think Florida Florida's lineup is going to hit in the SEC. Yeah, because I think they're that good. Now the way I see the ball jumping is I think making me think, oh wow, and I'm not watching a lot of teams from the country yet until sure. we get into play. I think it's the ball. Yeah, I think well, I think we can hit, and it's the ball. I think the ball has a big. I think a big factor in this. I, and I think the bats are better, but they're tested so vigorously. Yeah. Like this new goods they're using, the silver goods, mm-hmm. a lot of them went away from the voodoo, yeah. which was that red uh, balance bat. It's more end loaded now with the goods. And it's got pop. It, it, if you can handle end loaded stuff, you're getting more launch off of it. Yeah. I see that. But do you think, I think it's the ball. No, I, I do too. Okay. I think that's a part of it. So I think it's throwing me off. Yeah. 
So, a lot to talk about there. Let's get uh, Richie, who's been uh, on hold for a little bit. So, let's get him before we take a break. Hey, Richie, what's up? Hey, Steve. Uh, I mean, hey, Jeff. Hey. You and Steve had been, um, you know, doing, doing the Gator baseball games quite a bit. And so, I know you have an insight on, on what was happening on sa- Saturday's game. Uh, the umpires called the infield fly rule. Mm-hmm. But somehow, uh, didn't the Gators still have a double play called against them because we were up to bat? And I didn't know what your take on was that because um, I thought they would have to tag one of the runners since the ball was dropped. And I didn't think they had done that. And O'Sullivan yeah, kind of came no, out they, and they, looked at it, but, but they just walked away. And I said, I don't. I don't think that was right. So tell me your, your take on that. Yeah, he, he tagged him at second. Um, so that's obviously a learning experience because it's a freshman running the bases, and he didn't have to run. The immediate like second it's called infield fly, then the batter's out. And if I'm the fielder, I think – and he actually didn't miss it on purpose, but I would miss it on purpose to see if you can get somebody to jump like that and do it. So that that's what happened. So the both runners then said, oh, crap, the ball's on the ground. I got to go. When you don't have to go, you just basically stay put when, when it's dropped and you would have, have been okay. But they ended up then throwing to second, tagging the guy going from first to second, and that's why the inning ended. Okay, because, you know, you think how wild it is, how many games the, those players have played, and yet when that happens, it seems like players do mess it up and get put out not realizing what they can or cannot do. And so from where, where me and my friends were sitting at the game, there were like, we couldn't tell that he tagged him. Okay. So we thought, it looked like that the, the, the player, the second baseman, I think it was the second baseman who had the ball. Yep. Uh, you know, he, he did step on the bag. Whether he tagged him, we couldn't quite tell. And I'm thinking, well, we thought, okay. I said, but I said no, it's not a force because of the M5, you got to tag him. And so we didn't think he'd gotten tagged. So obviously you had a better vantage point and, uh, so, so, yes, if he tagged it, yes, he is definitely out because the runners advanced at their own risk. Correct. And they didn't have to, but, but, but you don't realize that. You know, most players don't because it just doesn't happen enough. Uh, so thanks for, for qualifying that, uh, what had happened, because we didn't think he'd gotten tagged. Yeah. Uh, I heard Steve say something earlier. Uh, are the game times changed for this Thursday, Friday, Saturday because maybe the rain or – yeah, the, uh, as we were signing off yesterday, they, they basically mentioned that part of the conversation could be to go with a doubleheader on Friday. Um, your SEC rule-wise, you're not allowed to play Sunday. So even though it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you can't push it back to Sunday. So they've got to get the games in by Saturday. And it doesn't look like it's going to clear till almost 5 or 6 o'clock. And then, you know, is, is the field really wet? You're waiting around all day. Do you want to start a game at that point? Or you just want to just play a couple on Friday. I mean, I think I think playing a couple on Friday might give the Gators a little bit of an advantage. So I'd I'd take it. Plus, I'd give a free weekend, which I never have. <laughs> so so you're saying we're going to play a doubleheader Friday, or we're playing later on Saturday? It would be. I think the mindset would be to play a doubleheader Friday, but it's still not determined. They're gonna they're gonna wait okay. as long as they okay. can to figure it out. Just wait because I hadn't seen anything. I said. Well, did it change? And I just not know about it. No. Okay. Well, let us know about that. Yep. Of course. Uh, I know you'll be there. You'll be there on time. But the rest of us would like to be there on time too. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you, All right, Richie. Appreciate you. You know, another thing I've seen, kind of jumping off what he was saying, but 
off the play is that a lot of uh, a lot of pop ups in the infield have been played poorly. Yeah, yeah. even like when Ryapel uh, got ran into, that was just weird. And then Sienna, I mean, they just look bad in the field regardless. Yeah. But they missed a bunch, and even the series before that, like. I know it's been windy, but some of those days I didn't think there was that much wind. What do you think is going on with that? Because yeah, I think some of the early games, you just you, for the, especially those northern teams that are coming down, they never get outside, so they don't get to really handle pop ups. Okay, because they're working indoors or doing some different things. So now you're all of a sudden seeing it live, and I think they're just not used to the spin yet. Okay, and they figure it out. So and that Cincinnati. The guy on Friday at third base of that series was god-awful. Like, he couldn't catch yeah. a pop fly to save his life. But then he made, by Sunday, two pretty decent catches on the same type ball. So I just think it's seeing it a little bit more. But the wind, too, I think has factored into some of the stuff. It's just it's crazy what the wind's doing at that place. I didn't expect it to, yeah. to blow the way that it did. And if you look at the way McKeithen was turned, and, and I, I visualize this because – when we used to sit at the booth at McKeithen, the moon would come up right over the O-Dome. So it was coming up over left field. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the angle of the field. Now the moon was awesome the other night. It was the like red an moon. orange, it's red, called a blood, full moon. It's called a uh, blood moon. Okay. We looked it up. Did you? Because it was so crazy. It was cool. It's from the atmospheric, something bouncing off the sun and, and onto the moon from the atmosphere. So it, okay. it, it creates that look. Yeah, we looked at it. It was, it was amazing. It was awesome. It that's, was moving fast, too. It went up, and, and you, you just, could almost watch it. Yeah. That's why I got a D in astronomy, because I don't know. <laughs> My only D ever in college, folks. Astronomy was hard, bro. Yeah, it, 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 it wasn't what you thought. There's no. like formulas and crap yes, in there. Yes, there was mathematics involved. Yeah, I don't need all that. No, I just no. I Give me Orion's belt and how to smooth a lady. <laughs> Where's know? the little difference? Yeah, exactly. That's all I needed. Yes. So um, so now the moon comes over right field and almost in foul territory. So that's the different angles yeah. of now the field. So the wind is doing some crazy stuff. All right, we need a break. We'll do that. Byron, hang on. You'll be next. And then anybody else that wants to swing the bat in the on-deck circle, come join us. Jeff and PG here on the tailgate. The flagship of the Florida Gators. ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM. WRUF. Gator Nation, how you doing? This is Jamil, owner of the Mealy Pop Shop, Gainesville's home for collectibles of all sorts, including every single type of sports cards, whether it be Panini, Tops, Leaf, Upper Deck. We have it. Come on in, get yourself a box, a pack, get yourself some supplies, get into our breaks, get your Pokemon, get your Yu-Gi-Oh! All the other different kinds of TCG products that we carry in shop are always fully in stock. You can find our stuff on our website as well, mealypops.com. That's another way you can interact with the store, or you can just come into the shop. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunny's. Stop on by. We're open every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you can check us out on our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, whatnot, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We'd love to see you. Come on out to the shop. Have some fun. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunnies. Be a part of the card community here in Gainesville. And always, go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up. 303-662-2000. 
at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Yeah, exactly. okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. Well, everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. However, since we opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner with over 600 scholarships awarded through our Meldon Law Scholar-Athlete Program, as well as our Veterans Making a Difference initiative. Meldon Law has offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. MeldonLaw.com, where we won't back down. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gators head baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98, 1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. How's it going, Seth? Dude, proud of you. Seth's out Courtesy there. of Patrick Dooley. Oh, is this one he put in? Damn it, I can't give him credit. Because <laughs> I like Se- this song. Seth's out there looking like Russell Crowe, bro. Yeah. Look at Got him, it going man. on. I like it. Seth's here producing today, so uh, call him up, say hey, and we can chat. 392-8255. Obviously, uh, a lot of different things going on, and we'll get back to it as Byron wants to chat next. Hey, Byron, what's up? Hey, buddy, I wanted to call you, uh, Jeff, simply because one of the reasons, because since you're out playing with the creatures of the night at the baseball park, don't actually get to directly talk to you when you're on the air in the studio. So this is a change. Yeah. But, uh, which I'm happy about. But now, weren't some of the baseball games this weekend going to be on ESPN Plus or something like that? Or do you know if there's a schedule change? No, they, they are. It's the, um... Anything like that? Thursday night will be the actually the national broadcast on the SEC network, and then uh, oh, okay. Friday and Saturday's games will be ESPN Plus. Is that a seven? Okay. I'll do those. Seven p.m. Thursday. I think so. Okay. Yeah. On on the SEC, SEC network. network, so you yeah, can so get yeah. that anywhere. Right. You don't have to have the Plus subscription. Now I, I will okay. say the Plus subscription. I fought it, but it's great. Yeah. So if many you, options. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I can watch. If I know a kid at FAU, mm-hmm. like Mikey Rosario, I can yeah. go on there and it's there. Yeah, you find it. And you're doing most of the games for Florida, which is awesome. Yeah. You do a great job. Thank you. Well, I'm glad to hear the ball game, at least the first one day on tomorrow night, because that means we've got uh, Gator basketball tonight, yeah. I believe, on ESPN, and then we've got it tomorrow night on ESPN. So that gives me some Gator stuff I could watch, Jeff, which makes me happy. It's always good. What do you know about uh, UCF? Uh, any, you know, they, how do you think they're going to man up against our four guard offense and things like that? It's their, uh, it's their Super Bowl. It's like the bowl game. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's actually an opponent that I didn't want to happen because you know, I obviously Florida's going to try, and I think you'll have uh, Todd Golden playing them well, but. 
you know, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, you look at what they do. I mean, UCF can score. They're right the right about the same. They don't shoot it as good as Florida does. Um, three points about the same <laughs> thing. Defense, it's it's very similar in uh, at least when you look at the numbers through all this other stuff. But, I mean, Johnny Dawkins, their coach, he's been there a long time now. That's that dude that played at Duke and played in the no, NBA for a really say. long time. So he knows what he's yeah. doing. And they yeah. they have a first-round pick on mm-hmm. that roster. So yeah. you got to watch out for that, a guy just going off, like you said, yeah. for his Super Bowl on ESPN, trying to get oh, yeah. drafted. But they got they got some players, and especially him. So, you know, hopefully they well, can Johnny Dawkins learned, obviously, under Coach K at Duke. So I'd say he knows what he's doing. And probably looks at this as a stepping stone to move up uh, one day to other things. I would think, as far as UCF is concerned. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, they're, they're they've got a freshman that's really good, and like that's that's who PG was talking about—a kid out of Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Um, won a couple of state championships down there, so he's he's got a chance to be good, and I mean, probably a lottery pick. I mean, that's how legit he is. And and he makes like fifty percent of his shots. Mm-hmm. Streaky too. Yeah, that's that's so. the thing about him. So we'll we'll see if the Gators can get back to playing D like they did early on. But you yeah. know that he's going to try to do whatever, whatever he can. They've got a big dude, so that's that's always tough. They've got a seven footer, so can you deal with that? That's what I was wondering. I was going to ask you if they're more traditional with the big man in the middle, and you just answered it. There you go. Yeah. Well, PG, good talk to you. I don't know if I talked to you before, but it's nice to hear from you. All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, Thanks, Byron. Now, yep, you too. So, man, I how come we how come the Gators couldn't get him out of Fort Lauderdale? Yeah, we just got to do a better job of identifying guys too in the state because mm-hmm. there's enough guys in this state. Yeah, what would make you go to UCF over Florida? It's pretty rare. I mean, I've seen a couple guys in football do that, uh, which never happened before. Sure, but not many. I mean, the percentages are pretty low. That's why you just gotta. I hope to, Todd Golden. I know the season's not over yet identifies talent i hope he's good at that because like this uh the kid from germany mm-hmm. uh how do you pronounce his name Sh- you call him shimmy yeah it's funny because i was on a plane back from new york city and i landed in atlanta to connect to gainesville and this is before anybody had even read about the shimmy kid or I even knew who he was and he's standing behind me and he asked me hey is this zone two and he had like an accent and he's like seven feet tall so <laughs> i kind of figured and he's with his parents yeah had some Jordans on, and, and then we started talking. And I'm like, are you coming to Gainesville to visit? You know, and he wasn't a football player. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, Coach Golden has me coming. And then I didn't hear anything until he committed like six weeks later. But I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And now he's playing because of the injury yeah, to, Castleton. to Castleton. He's and, getting like 13 minutes a game. And he looks like he can contribute. So that's where and, – and then Golden identified Kugel, mm-hmm. who I was on a long time ago. And that was Aberdeen's teammate down in Orlando. Yeah. He was a Mississippi State commit. And I, I – there's a couple posters on a couple message boards I go on that have been posted for 30 years, like when the internet started. <laughs> These guys know Gator <laughs> basketball in the state of basketball, yeah. uh, the state of Florida. And one of these guys who I really respect uh, loves Kugel. And I, I'm i just going to go out. I'm going to say it. I hear it on Steve's show a lot, like, oh, you know, he'll be back next year. There's a chance that he doesn't come back. I mean, I don't think he will do that, but I think he could be a first-round pick based on his athleticism and what he can do on the court. Yeah, and obviously his ability down the stretch. Like right now, like, yeah. like the 30th pick or whatever, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you just jump. Like if you're that team anyway, why not, right? You're not going to get a top. You should be a good team. Sure. You can draft a little bit on potential, stash him in the D-League. I hope not because those two guys are some nice pieces. 
you got to fill it in with the portal. But everybody's filling in with the portal. That's what scares me about the there, portal. It, it just opened up mm-hmm. for basketball. And the D1 and D2 level, there's over 850 kids already in it. Like, think about that. Man. So, in, in reality, Todd Golden could say, okay, I'm going to go get three or four guys and be legit. But it's kind of what he did last year. But they were from, you know, Mercer and St. Bonaventure. All these crap. Well, I kind of like, but. Yeah. But you see small little schools, like, go get me the guy that, you know, was at Arizona State or, you know, bigger school because I, I just think that. They were obviously identified as being athletic, and maybe just something didn't work out. I mean, Castleton went to Michigan, and yeah. it didn't work out there, and he was good enough player to then come be here. So I think that's what he needs to do. But I also think he knows what he's doing. I, I think he can identify talent really well. And being a year now into it, understanding what this league is and what you need, then he can now go out and try to get those types of players. Yes, and that's that was the key right there, in my opinion. Like Knowing now what the SEC player looks like. Mm-hmm. So – I've also heard, and you've probably heard this too, like, and it's a fact, the rest of the league is better. Mm-hmm. Well, if the rest of the league is better, Florida should be better by default. Like, no question. Better than being good before, right? Yeah. And like, I feel like... That's the way it works. Yeah. It, it is tougher to win in this league, but you've got to know what you need to win in the league before you can do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, So that's where I'm, I'm hoping he hangs his hat on because without that, I mean... It's going to be tough with NIL, the other Blue Buds, all these other teams having money now, you know, like with the shared conference costs that they're getting. Yeah. Um, so I, but how many guys you, he's going to have to bring in at least five portal? Yeah. Because they, and they've got to be some big guys in there. Yeah. So we'll see. But it makes me nervous because there's the roster building isn't what it used to. I used to love that aspect of, yeah. of college sports. You stash, you know, you, you, you develop a guy. And you still have that, but it's so much less. It's a new team every year, which then points to why play in the NIT. But I guess it's a good thing, right? You're still playing. Yeah, you're still I, playing. I mean, as, as a competitor, you want to do that. And obviously, North Carolina bowed out and yeah. said no to the NIT. But I think it was good for this squad. And I think he's a guy that really encouraged the players to say, okay, yeah, let's let's do it. And, and if you're a player, you want to keep playing. Okay, yeah, if you're is. a player and you're going to be on TV, yeah. ESPN. I mean, I get it. But what I'm saying is, is like from a roster building standpoint, yeah, if I would said this is a young team, yes, let's go you to the to NIT. But next year, you might be looking at four starters that are that we didn't even know who they were. Sure. I don't know, so very yeah. interesting. We shall see. Let's get uh, Mike to join us next. Mike, what's up? Hey, gentlemen. How you doing? Good. You're kind of heading right where I wanted to head. First of all, I want to say a couple of good things about Golden. I thought the team was better conditioned this year. I think they had a stat like they were 15-1 and with leading with five minutes to go. There's a lot of conditioning to that. And I thought down the stretch, I, there wasn't one, maybe one game or two games where I thought they looked heavy-legged and tired. It looks like he's done a really good job of conditioning the players. I, I never saw fatigue as a problem like I did with, with Coach White. Um, and, and he beat Georgia twice, and he beat FSU. So those are good things. What what worries me is, I looked about a week ago, it might be different now, I don't think so, but we were 83rd in the country in recruiting and last in the SEC. And you, you just can't build a team without having some good high school players too because what happens, you get a whole new team, and it takes 10 games before you even know what you've got. Uh, and it's just for now. Maybe one year you'll hit on it, and you'll have a, a really good team. But to build a consistent program, 
You've also got to have some high school players in there. Has anybody asked him why he's having such a hard time with recruiting high school players? It just, it just, there's no reason we should be last in the SEC and 83rd in the country in recruiting. That, that's that's what it is right now still because I follow this. It, it's right right around that number, Mike. Uh, I will say this: last year he got Kugel really late, I, and you know mm-hmm. he was coming in late. So, but he did. I mean, he saved that high school class last year with him in Aberdeen. Um, I'm hopeful they, they are in on a couple guys. One is a five-star, a big man, uh, I believe, out mm-hmm. of Texas. He's still got a couple that he's recruiting pretty hard that could commit. And then, like I said, the evaluate. Like, hopefully, he's able to evaluate. I know that, like Vegas odds, like you don't you, you want more of the sure thing. Like all the publications are saying, this guy's a four or five guy, you know, star. But um, I'm not really sure why. But then you know, Mike, did you see where they where the the costs came out on recruiting budgets in basketball? Mm-hmm. That was a big thing. That didn't factor in the fact that Florida has their own planes, and that you know I don't mm-hmm. think that cost kind of was added in, so it was a little skewed. But you got to spend. I mean, I think I saw it was three hundred and thirty nine thousand on basketball recruiting. Like we pay the AD two million. <laughs> like yeah, I don't. I just. That frustrates me. Steve actually said on his show that, well, if you if you want to spend more on recruiting, don't don't be surprised if your um, ticket price goes up. I'm like, man, we can allocate some money easily to spend. You don't yeah, have to without spend. jacking up ticket prices. Uh, yeah. yeah, I, I you know, um, it's, it's I just worry that, and, and you know that's why Nemhard left the program. He said, I want to go someplace where they're serious about winning championships. And when Jeremy was here. That's what you were hired to do is win championships. And if you didn't win championships, you didn't stay around a lot longer. I don't see Strickland as – and maybe it's because where he came from and they didn't have a very good athletic program. I don't see him uh, pushing that we've got to win championships. That's what you do at Florida. It seemed to be like keeping White for seven years. He was fine with being sixth and seventh in the conference every year. And I just, I just don't know if the same uh, push – for championships in football and basketball are here as they were with Jeremy. Uh, and, of course, we've had some bad hires too. But, I, I, you know, I love Florida basketball. I think this guy's a great X and O coach. Uh, and I just hope he can get some high school players in here so you can kind of build a consistency of the program and then filter in the, the portal guys. But, you know, you saw what a freshman did at Alabama this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, I appreciate that you, the knowledge about maybe being up on a couple other players. If he can do that and then – in the portal, maybe we can build something. All right, thanks a lot, All right, guys. Mike. Appreciate it. I, I, I'm such a Gator basketball fan, and I've even got some apathy lately. But I like Golden. I knew it was going to be tough. I mean, yeah, you know, first year transition. Yep. But it's it's even different than it was two years ago because NIL can jump in, and that's a big factor. As much as people don't want to, I think most of us now kind of admit it. But I mean, in basketball, you add two dudes, you know five-star guys because you paid them and it makes a difference oh, yeah and add a couple portal portal guys that are older and you've got maybe a you know sweet 16 elite eight type of team right off the bat mm-hmm. it's that easy to fix yes unlike football where you've got to have so many guys depth you know good 22 starting so there, there's hope but you know the other thing is hiring golden from the west coast you know he I don't know him. I don't know, but you know he's way over there. Yeah, didn't have the relationships. Yeah, and that was a big. I think. I think a gamble. Mm-hmm. We, we, there's a lot of gambles going on right now. I mean, all legal. <laughs> I'm not going there, but like, you know, and, and I've heard Strickland say like high ceiling. Like he believes in a high ceiling. 
well, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you got to watch the floor too. You know what I mean? Like, because if it doesn't work for one reason, like if guys don't want to come and play for Golden, what, what can we do? Yeah, there's nothing you can do. You can pay them though. Yeah. That can make up for that. But I think but he's a player. be willing to do it. What do you think? I mean, he's a player's coach. Oh, I, mean, I think I, they love him. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully he can do it. Hopefully so. All right. We got to do a, a break. So let's knock that out. We'll come back, continue things. 392 8255. Come join us on the Titan MRI hotline. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. We all expect quality in our service providers. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. Now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for nearly four decades from the fine folks at Quality Plumbing. Now you can always spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call the professionals at Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. Quality Plumbing since 1984. Their name says it all. License number CFC 043. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd, right across the street from Publix. You still can't find them? Just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you'll want to make. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We'll hold on to mostly sunny skies through the early evening. Once we get beyond sunset, though, those clear skies and winds will calm, resulting in a very cold night. Temperatures are expected to drop into the mid and upper 30s. Another round of widespread frost is possible, especially north and west of Gainesville. A bit warmer tomorrow with plenty of sunshine. Highs climbing in the middle 70s. The UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. If you can't make it into 68, then you don't deserve to be in the tournament. Now, I remember when it was 32 teams and you actually got snubbed. Now, you're not getting snubbed. Although you can make a case for Vandy and Oklahoma State, uh, Rutgers. Yeah, I get it. But uh, no sympathy when it comes to this. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. 
We are your home for the NCAA basketball tournament and the Final Four. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Who's that? I don't know who this is. It's going to be another Dooley special. It's probably like Death Cab for Cutie or something. He does like uh, some of the obscure ones. Yeah, yeah. I remember it. But they're good. He used to have that back nine, and at the end, he yeah. had like the playlist. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of judge him on that. I'm like, what's he got on here? You know, because I listen to some crazy. Did stuff. you see him at the uh, Sister Hazel Hootie concert? No, no, I did not. He was there, I guess. Man, I wasn't even going to go to that, but I was. I was invited uh, pretty exclusively, and it was awesome. I was right there, and that was amazing. They came out of the pit. They called it. Oh, they yeah. raised up out of that. Nice. And they did an acoustic set. Darius Rucker and uh, Sister Hazel. Man, that went down in like my top three concerts. Wow, it was that good. Nice. You saw me. Oh yeah. You got a video of me. <laughs> I was having a good time, man. Dancing it up. But they're like they they make you laugh. Sister Hazel's really good, man. Yeah. And I it's the I think the crazy part about you know obviously they got pretty big, but I mean you we were going to bars in college because that's when they were here. I mean there was fifty people in the crowd and it's Sister Hazel playing. You're like this. Yeah. You look back on those days. That was kind of cool. Yeah. All right, let's get uh, back to the phones and get Ryan to join us. Ryan, what's up? Hey, man. Beautiful day. Yes, sir. How about you guys? Yeah, well, I great. didn't call to talk about that con- uh, concert, but since y'all brought it up while I was waiting, I, we saw them, me and the wife saw them probably, I think it was more than 10 years ago in the O-Dome, and uh, Darius and Ken were up there singing together. I think it was time, and they were in that. I still remember that one moment. They were holding out the note on time, and it just, like, shook the place, and it was like, I mean, yeah, that was an awesome concert. It's like dudes that can really sing. You know what I mean? It's like what you hear on the radio or the albums is what you get live, which is what makes it nice. And uh, Amazing, and amazing they, concert. They like each other. Mm-hmm. And then they told stories about hanging out. I'll tell you one quick story. Ryan, okay. forgive me. Uh, real fast. This is a good one. And, and they were out on tour, so they toured together. And Darius was saying, yeah, the next morning they had to go to some elementary school to do something, and they had stayed out all night. And one of the little kids was talking to Darius and uh, was like, you smell like my grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, yeah, kid. (laughs) But Uh, He's a hoot, man. He's fun when he gets to laughing, you know. But, uh, yeah, and I think when they were here, it was, obviously it was after Spurrier, you know. It was was way before, you know, when Spurrier was here, obviously. It was later than that. So I think he was at South Carolina at the time. And so they were, you know, kind of ribbing each other back and forth you know, about the Gators and South Carolina and different things. And so just really good times. You know, really regular dudes, you know, that could just sing and play and made made it made well doing it. But, um, Jeff, I was going to um, – I was reading some of the stats after last night's game and then the recap, and uh, I got to listen to about the first four or five innings before it got dark while I was out peeling outside. And I, um, but um, – and I know we, you know, didn't tear the – cover off the ball last night like we've done uh ended our homer streak and whatnot but of all the offensive stats i've read like we're putting up uh we put up 228 hits which is like 12 a game and we're putting up uh our run plus differential is 120 so we're outscoring everybody by an average of six runs a game 
but it said that in um, the you know batted innings, which obviously means in, not innings where we just you know ended the game in the ninth or whatever, but said through 150 batted innings that the Gators have scored runs in 86 of them, which is nearly 60 percent. And you do that, man. I tell you, I mean, you can watch dudes. I know it hasn't been the SEC pitching, but I mean, you watch dudes in the home run derby and soft toss, and they, you know, you're popping the ball up. You're not hitting 100 percent base hits. But when you got a team scoring in 60 percent of their innings, like man, uh, you, you know, when you're scoring that, that kind of runs and, and you have that capability, man, it, it's pretty exciting. Well, and, and the best part about what they're doing, they're they're scoring early. Too, I think it had been seven straight games where they had scored in the first inning until yesterday, right. and, and to me it was crazy. Like the entire weekend against Siena, like it's it's really hard to have a like not have a one two three inning. Like three guys in in a row are probably not going to have good at bats. They didn't have one one two three inning in three games against Siena, and they're at like sixty percent of that number where they don't have one two three innings. And that means there's they're grinding. There's guys getting on base. There's always something going on. You're forcing the issue some way somehow. That's why it was so fascinating that dude threw four no hit innings yesterday. I mean, Gators have been so good, and then he's just thumbing it up there like 87, getting everybody out. So, um, yeah, but that, I also think the Gators have also down. stepped down to so the the opponent time. a couple of times. Like you you would think they'll right. be ready to go. Although not having Langford in the two hole is is making a little bit of a difference. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, other than that Friday night game when Sully clearly got his message across, you yep. know, when they came out ten run them the next two, um, they definitely haven't played down any. So, um, it's pretty impressive. But I was gonna ask you, this is totally, and I know it's something that will never, I'm sure, never change. Um, but of course, we have seen. I mean, I never thought that we'd have a pitch clock. I never thought that we would start extra inning games with a guy on second. There's a lot of things that have changed, but. And, you know, I've often said a, a, a pitcher's win-loss record is one of the most arbitrary things because so many things go into whether a pitcher can gain – you know, he can go out and go eight in as a shutout ball and he takes a 1-0 loss. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the team could have up. You know, weird, weird random things. Um, but so the other night, um, it was Friday night, I guess it was the Siena game, actually. Sproke goes out there, those four innings, seven Ks, doesn't allow any runs. Fisher comes in, promptly gives up two runs, so they tie the game, but then we eventually take the lead back. So he pitches two innings, gives up two runs, and yet he gets the win. Mm-hmm. Like, do you ever think there'll be a time when a pitcher's solely going to be, it's going to be based on ERA and whip, which to me is one of the most important stats, because that really tells it to me is a more of a true picture, unless you just, you know, you have uh, the umpire, what was it, Kevin Gregg or whatever, you know, um, with that kind of a strike zone. But where win losses is not going to be the thing that we look at. Um, maybe, and I think you saw a little bit of that with your boy Degrom with the Mets. Remember, he was like oh. under five hundred, but he had like a under a two ERA and was, and he won the Cy Young, but yeah. he, he wasn't getting any wins because they never scored for him. That was awful, man. That was hard to watch as a fan because you're watching because you're so, and then just yeah. never scored. We had a pretty decent offense one of those years, and yeah. it still didn't score for Degrom. Yeah, never. Yeah, I feel like maybe in Texas yeah. he'll get better luck, but, but that, I, you're right. I, yeah, I I would think that I, I like your idea. But everything is dictated on wins and losses. So I think that's yeah. where those numbers will never go away. It's like if you all of a sudden take away batting average, you just make it slugging percentage because you want it right. now to, to be times two, times three, times four when you divide it. It just it's it's not gonna work. Everybody just looks at batting average and that's kinda gauges what you're supposed to yeah. be doing. But it can definitely be random and you know, you see some of these guys I know the holes are saved now, but middle relievers that end up with a 
you know, win so many oftentimes. You know, the guy goes five or six innings, gives up a couple runs, but the team don't support him. And then here comes this reliever, throws, you know, faces three batters. He ends up with a win because they score in the bottom of the inning or something. You know what I mean? Just really random. No, I mean, and, you know, everybody knows Eddie Rojas from the, the Gator Collective. He, he was a teammate of mine. But Eddie, I think he had nine or ten wins my junior year. <laughs> Just vulturing. He, he never started a game. We called him the vulture. <laughs> the vulture. I was like, this, yes. this mofo's coming in and doing this again. He's just stealing my win. Sometimes it's good to be lucky. Yeah. Because um, you can have bad luck on the baseball field. Oh, yeah, no really question. good. But, you know, Ryan, if you look at some of the old timers like Jack Morris, I mean, yeah, he had decent numbers, but especially in the playoffs. But he would last in games, too. Yeah. So maybe he would get a lead. Some of his teams he was on had an offense, and he would pitch with a lead, which then might change his statistics. I think that happens sometimes. Right. Um, I like to see young guys pitch better with the lead. You know, you got a four-run lead. Don't walk somebody, right? Like, let them make contact. It might skew your hits to innings pitched, but you were pitching the correct way with the lead to win the game. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, say get, a, get aggressive. It's kind of like the old, uh, you know, prevent defense. When you give me four or five runs, I'll go at them. Make yeah. them to hit the ball. You know what I mean? It's a lot but, harder. You mentioned uh, to string. the DeGrom thing. I remember that year. We joked about that. I remember we about once a week call in and give the DeGrom update. Yeah. You know? It's like, well, DeGrom went – DeGrom went seven to third innings, and the only run they, they scored was him batting it in. Halftime, he was the only run that yeah. they got. Sometimes. But, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, he could hit, man. He was a shortstop at Stetson. He was. Yeah. How about oh, that? Yeah. I believe him and Kluber were on the same team, or they were pretty close. They were close. The one year, Kluber won it in the AL, and I believe DeGrom won it in the NL, mm-hmm. and they both went to Stetson. Stetson. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy, man. All right, Ryan, we got to get this break, dude. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll be back in uh, wrap-up hour number one right after this. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. The holidays are here, and as much as we like friends and family coming over, sometimes there are those few that make the house smell like poo-poo. Well, there's an easy solution for the ones you don't want in the house. Show them the outhouse, because with Florida Portable Services, it's as easy as you not liking that casserole that Grandma brought over. They provide portable toilets, restroom trailers with AC, and you can even listen to music and watch TV while you pee. Call 1-800-864-5387 and book your reservation today. There's not many of us out there that really like going to the doctor. Well, I do want to tell you about a doctor that's amazing and essential for our everyday lives. It's the docs at Auto ER. A proud partner of the Florida Gators, they make you feel comfortable, don't take a lot of your valuable time, and most importantly, they'll always find the problem. With five locations around town, they'll proudly serve families and drivers like you across Gainesville, Alachua, Jonesville, Newberry, and High Springs. 
And as they love to say, it's for the life of your car. Check them out online at theautoer.com. It's an ER you'll actually like going to. This was the last place I checked because I was starting to get fed up with what I was looking at in the local area. This was the last place I stopped. Meet Daniel, whose engagement ring shopping experience was really frustrating until he found International Diamond Center. It was immediately comfortable and a pleasant experience as soon as I stepped foot in the door. There was no pressure. It's a very comfortable environment. IDC's non-commissioned diamond experts took the stress away by teaching Daniel all the inside secrets of the diamond industry. You just don't get the same kind of quality and attention from the other stores that you get here. It's a very friendly environment and they know their stuff, so the places seem to be cookie cutter. Daniel ended up with a stunning engagement ring that came in under budget thanks to IDC's no middleman direct importer pricing plus his military discount. The value was extraordinary. International Diamond Center with the best selection, highest quality, superior value, and over-the-top customer care. It's literally the best store in town. You'll make friends for life coming in here. International Diamond Center. The value you want, the selection you need, the service you deserve. Get directions, showroom hours, and more at shopidc.com. The big screen. Big screen. The atmospheric lighting. Atmospheric lighting. The unbelievable sound. There's only one place you could be. Uh, yeah. Um, at my house? Oh, yes. Very nice. Get the home theater you have always dreamed of. Electronics World in Gainesville. Visit electronicsworld.net for more information. It's March, and that can mean only one thing. The Madness is here. Not in front of a TV on game day? Listen to every round of NCAA March Madness live from Westwood One, free in the Odyssey app. Catch all the biggest moments of the tournament, no matter where you are. From Cinderella's. The 15th seed will head to the to buzzer beaters. Atkinson scores! 1.4 seconds left. To champions. For the fourth time, it's time to go dancing. Download the Odyssey app today to get started. We are your home for Tampa Bay Lightning Hockey. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, Todd, thank you. You can uh, see him tonight, and we'll have that uh, here on the air. Softball first at uh, 5.50, and then uh, we'll join basketball after that but if you want to listen to the basketball game fully switch over to uh 1037 do you ever do you ever catch yourself saying rock 104 yeah that's 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 the way it was yeah for so so long so long and uh yeah had had well i can't say it (laughs) but it was good it was good all right let's get uh, john to join us john what's up Hey guys, real quick. Uh, I, I grew up on Rock 104. You I know, mean, as a you know high school kid, only three before, way before that was WGGG. All the music was on AM. Uh, you like Lex and Terry guy? Uh, yes, I was back in the day. I don't know. If it was. It's pretty cool. But uh, before I uh, get to uh, Gator, um, well, I guess I'm still baseball, but. Uh, you, you said to say that Blankford's going to be out for quite a while, or yeah, my my guess would be a couple more weeks. It, it would be yeah. nice nice to have him when we go to Ole Miss in two weeks, but I don't think that's going to happen. I, I wanted right. to, I wanted to ask Jeff something about that. 
Was I mean, is it is it against protocol? Was he not wearing protection? Correct. I mean, but I don't think a lot of guys do. They anymore. don't anymore. They don't. Just the catcher. Yeah. There's it's so uncomfortable. There's really if you're in the outfield, you don't need it. And it was right. a, it was just such a fluke. You never see a so guy right. foul a ball off directly to it. Now you might foul it yeah, down right. and then come back up, uh-huh. and that's not as bad. But it was literally a direct hit. He kept playing. And then yeah, and just realized that that's just unfortunate. Yeah. but it was it was rough. I don't think it's a big game in NIT tonight, but I think for for Gator fans, you know, psyche, we got to take UCF just to kind of squelch their. Well, we're the dominant. Yeah. School in the in the state, so I think Florida, from an important standpoint, they need to win that. And then my couple of sleeper teams that I've picked, I, I'm I'm liking Kansas State only because of Johnson. I like to see them run far, and I also, uh, you know, watching Texas A&M. Obviously, they they took it on the chin against Alabama in the final, but that team plays pretty pretty de- de- decent defense. Otherwise, they're playing Alabama, and they and they're good free throw shooters. And I actually see them going going to the Sweet Sixteen. They're gonna, I think they're gonna take Texas in the second round. So wow. those are two of my sleeper teams. I'd like to see both of them go far and uh, see what happens, guys. I appreciate you taking my call. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, John. Thank you. I, I'm interested because of just the way that I feel. Like I love NCAA basketball and I love the tournament. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, ratings will be good for the tournament because I, I just think that's sustainable. But I wonder how many. Um, is there a way to see like how many brackets were? I guess ESPN's been doing it at least a decade. I wonder how many brackets are going to be submitted this year. I, I would bet there's a diminished amount and some ratings that go down, but it's still going to be phenomenal. Just because I don't hear as much about it. I know we're in Gainesville. Yeah, it used but to be a thing, and now it's not. Are you in any brackets? Not yet. See, I mean, me neither. I'd have Which three. Which is crazy. I'd, I'd normally have a bunch. Yeah. But not the case. Well, we got a bunch more time. Well, not really. Only 45 minutes or so. So sneak in a call if you would like in the second hour. Mark, hang through the break. We'll get you to start off. Hour number two is brought to you by Meldon Law. They won't back down. And we ain't backing down because we got PG here today, folks. You're listening to The Tailgate. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gatto's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. 
I like to be active. And as you get older, I know it because I am older. You're more prone to injury. And I could not get rid of the pain. QC Kinetics patient Diane Richardson talking about how a hiking injury left her in awful pain. No one wants to live in pain. I certainly don't want to live in pain. I don't have time for pain. Diane had heard about regenerative medicine. So she called QC Kinetics and started treatment right away. And the results were incredible. I couldn't believe it. I honestly was skeptical, but the pain went from a 10 to a zero. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in using natural biologics, healing properties from your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. There's no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. The result was phenomenal. I mean, I was not feeling any pain. I'm able to do everything that I want to do. If you have pain from arthritis or injury, this may be the solution you're looking for. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. It was a game changer. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in North Central Florida. We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air let's do it it's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it. I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. Take away the A and the T and add a G to that P. PG <laughs> is here today as we uh, start our second hour brought to you by Meldon Law. Jeff Cardozo alongside. Seth is here producing. Appreciate his efforts. All the kiddies go on spring break. and He's, uh, he's wearing a Speedo underneath, though. The second he gets off here at 6, he's jumping in the pool or something. Nice. Heated. I hope it's heated. Yeah, it's a little chilly today. I There's even, it. like, frost warnings for tomorrow morning. Yes, 30s. So be careful. Yeah, man. Where, where is Pat? I know I heard it, but... He is um, doing stuff for the tournament today. Is that this weekend? No, not till the 13th. Okay. So he's got so a it's long. like a month and a half. 
or two months, but I guess he today he had to make some stuff happen. So it's good. He lets me take off when I need to. Well, I mean, you're Although busy. I'm always working. It's not yeah. really an I mean, off day. You know, it's and, and then working. when you can get to Austin's games, which we've got one tonight. Yeah. So we were talking a little bit about Buholtz. I know some of our local listeners mm-hmm. care about that kind of stuff, yeah. but I, it kind of surprised me. You know that. <clears throat> well, it doesn't surprise me because that team is really talented. They've they've got quite a few D one guys, I think, in the end there. <clears throat> but they were ranked third in the state, six A. Lost last night, Julington. Um, but they played well. It was two to one or no, three to two. Three to two. Three to two. And they were ranked seventeenth, so they shouldn't fall far. And then the number one team in six A is Leon, who they lost to by a couple of runs. Austin pitched that game and just had one inning where it was like a bunt. Yeah, got away. Uh, yeah, a swinging bunt. Something else happened, but he didn't pitch badly at all. And we're, I, they are a lot better than Leon, in my opinion. So if they're ranked number one, Yolts has got a chance, man. They do. So Austin throwing it. He's the ace. Let's see. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it'd be fun for sure. Hey, a lot of, uh, yeah, I mean, Santa, Santa Fe is off to a decent start to start, and Newberry's always good, and you know, GHS is struggling. But yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. Talk about G- baseball. GHS has uh, a new coach, Adrian Ramos. He played at Miami, mm-hmm. and he took the job, and he's fully committed. They're gonna, they're gonna be better, but it's probably gonna be a year or two, a couple of years. But they're, a lot of kids are are are, are kind of staying away from other high schools because they were waiting for you know some solid foundations. And I think you're seeing that Santa Fe, they got they've got a good coaching staff. So there's good baseball in this area. Yeah, really good. So, but but I think I think we got some good teams out here. I think Buell has a chance. Yeah, they uh, so. Yeah, and it's cool because it's just it's a core group of kids that kind of grew up playing together around each other. So, it it feels like a real high school. And yes. I think you, you don't really see that anymore. It's it's like you know, hey, I played little league with these guys, and then we kind of worked our way up through middle school, and then got to high school together. And it's the same group of everything. So there's camaraderie. I for I sure can, I can definitely see that, and I think I think with that you get. You grow mm-hmm. as a team. I think they all root for each other, yeah. which is a big deal. I see that on the Gator baseball team too. Yeah. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. I, I I feel like they're they want the next guy to do well. Yep. Yeah. And a couple years ago, I felt no, like no, it's like that damn freshman took my job. Mm-hmm. I could care less about him. And yeah, you, you well, had to get that fixed. What can you say about a Curlin right now? Like, <laughs> if that freshman took my job, I'd tap hats That's off. That dude is pretty good, dude. Yeah. Is it? Do, do they call him Baby Bregman? That's what Sully called him. Okay, because I like that. Yeah. I look at him and I'm like, that's what I call him since I heard that. I'm yeah. like, baby, pregnant. he's phenomenal. He graduated early. Yeah, He should be a senior in high school right now. I wonder, I'd like to see his age. Maybe he reclassed, then he classed back again. Maybe. But if he, But if he didn't and he should be a senior in high school playing. And doing that. I mean, he's yeah. leading, leading the best offense in the country in batting average. Yeah, and he just looks like he's been there forever. Yeah, really good discipline. Goes to right field a lot with two strikes. Backside approach at the plate's been uh, been really good. Yeah, I, I love that kid, man. Been uh, been fun. We'll keep talking about him. Let's talk to Mark about some Gator baseball. Hey, Mark, what's up? Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Good. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I last caller actually asked my question. I was wondering about Langford. Okay. Well, now you know. So he he's out. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, luckily, uh, we, we've we talked so much about the, the depth, and they brought in Richie Sheikhofer as a guy that played at Rutgers, and he started over 100 games in his career, so he's got a lot of experience. You know, they, they've had Fabian. Yeah, they've had Fabian out there a couple times and left. Uh, 
try him out. So there's there's different options for sure until he yeah. gets back. How about the rest of the team? Everybody else healthy? Uh, other well, another big injury that happened the same day was uh, Luke Heyman. Yeah, the catcher hamstring that looked bad. Yeah, and like, he did they give you a grade on that? Like what? They, I didn't hear a number. Timetable that looked like four to six. Yeah, six being and you was, know how bad. You, I mean, you see it all the time. Hands yeah. aren't something to mess with. No, and he, it was right away. He tried mm-hmm. to come back. Uh, it, yeah. yeah, you don't you don't bounce back from that. He could barely stand on it, so yep. not good. So Saturday looks like a wash. It does. Will they play? Will they play Sunday? No, it's against the SEC rules to play on <laughs> Sunday. You can't you can't do that. You've got to finish it in three days. So. They would uh, push it up to a doubleheader Friday is the conversation that's being had right now. If if the rain oh. continues to be that way. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. I plan on going that Friday game. Will they change the both times? Probably. I would assume it, it would be two nine inning games. So I would probably say you go maybe one and six, something like that. Give them a little bit of a break okay. in between one and seven. You wouldn't want to start it at yeah. four and then play immediately after that. So. My guess would be to try to go early afternoon. All right. That was it. I All appreciate right. it. Thanks. Sweet. Easy enough. Thanks, Mark. You know, they've been lucky this year with the pitchers. Where's Coppola right now? He actually, I think, is close. They're they're hoping to get him back. And if that's the case, I mean, gosh. I think maybe always you, you thought in the back of your mind, well, maybe Coppola, because of his talent, could go and be the Sunday guy. But now Cags has actually been the best of all three of those guys. So you can't pull him away from that role. And I think you – and you always wonder, you know, can can a guy do both? And we see it with Shohei, of course. But in the – I'll have to, to look it up because I, I wrote it down. But in the, the games where Caglione actually pitches, like he has, I think, five home runs. And the um, – the, the batting average that he has is like, I mean, he's tearing it up. He hit two against Siena when he pitched. Yeah. Which was just like, is this really happening? Here, I got <laughs> Every it. Every time he gets up. No, I wrote it down, so I, I took a screenshot. So in the games he's pitched, he's 6 for 12 with five homers and nine runs driven in. Yeah. And he's been the pitcher of those games. And he went 0 for 4 against Miami on the mound, but he hit three like piss rods right at people. Yes. And he didn't get rewarded for it, so... He, um, this is a not a true comparison, but like he he kind of reminds me of Al Leiter on the mound. It's not exact, but there's something there when he comes across yeah. that lefty, and he's tall like Leiter, mm-hmm. and it's like a. I feel like he throws a hard ball. Does that make sense? <laughs> Probably not. No, it's my heavy well, heavy ball. Heavy ball. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I yeah. said hard ball, but heavy ball. He. Rem- I don't know what it is. I think it'll translate. I think yeah, I just, and, and somebody asked me the other day, what would you put him at? I, I said I, you couldn't take one away for right now. Like if you had to make a decision, pitcher or hitter, because you can justify both. He's so damn strong hitting the ball that you would have to let him do that. But he's throwing ninety eight from the left side, so why are you going to take that away? And pitching, You're right? And that's that's the ability that he has and. He's controlling it. Like I think that was always the fear. Is he going to be too wild to be able to be mm-hmm. pitching significant amount of time? And he's actually been the best of all three of them yeah, from that standpoint. 
so we had a conversation with Brad Wilkerson, JJ did, my mm-hmm. son. So, And he's a two-way guy right now, but he's only a sophomore. But he does things pretty well on both sides. And Brad was really interesting because he was at JU. The next week he took the job at, with, the with the Yankees. Yeah. But you know he really likes JJ. And, and we asked him, that was JJ said, well, what questions should I ask him, Dad? And I said, well, you ask him what you want to ask him. He wants to talk to you, you know? And he was a Gator great. And he's like, I know who he is. And he's, he was a two-way guy. So he asked him, he said, you know, would I have any opportunities of maybe playing, you know, both ways? And Brad gave the best answer I've ever heard. And it was really short and sweet. And he said, well, JJ, the game will dictate where you'll be. And with Jack, the game hasn't dictated because he's dictating it. And he's out there and exactly what Brad said. And Brad also said, which was interesting, you know this, you're a baseball guy. Brad said, I was able to do it because I didn't have to, for some reason or another, do as many bullpens because I had to train, you know, at first he played a little bit of outfield. Right. He had to do his hitting. So he took less, and I'm sure Jack is doing that, right? Correct. Probably doing less. So that's even harder to do. It yeah. takes a special person to be, be able, able to, to do, do that. both. Yeah. yeah I remember because I, Brad and I were teammates for two years, and the, I had seen him in the, the series in 96, and you're watching on TV, and I'm in high school, and I know I'm going to Florida the next year. I was like, man, cool, this guy's going to be my teammate. And – I walk in the locker room and I see him for the first time and I was like, this is Brad Wilkerson? <laughs> this little short dude with a little belly? Like From Kentucky? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, how the heck does this guy do that? He was just such a, and he'll kick your tail in and golf, like just phenomenal athlete. You, you go over to the Southwest Rec Center, he'll school you in basketball. I mean, this, this is probably the best athlete I've ever been around really? in my life is Brad Wilkerson. Like in, and I've been around a lot of people so yeah, it's uh, well. It, he just made it look easy. It was just so easy for him, and it just didn't have the body type to look like that. And you know, they recruit a lot to body types. How Jack? We talk a lot about Jack. You know, yeah. How he wasn't drafted out of high school, coming out of Tampa. Was there the, were no scouts that offered him any kind of money to that, draft him. Like I, that's that's some people not doing their jobs right. Yeah, man. Like, I'm, I can't. That's hard to believe. Yeah, very hard. They to missed believe. out on that. And he's in Tampa, right? He was from Tampa. Right. So that area has people all over scouting. Mm-hmm. His size, he has the prototypical body. Now, he had, you know, he's coming off Tommy John, so maybe they can get to see him. And then that was part of it. But still, you look at that dude and see yes. what he could do. Very stuff. All right. We got to get a break because, uh, again, we're getting out a little bit early today at 545. So, uh, Austin, hang through the break. We'll get you next. And then anybody else here on the tailgate. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Every morning I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. 
Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, y'all, it's Kyle from Leonardo's Millhopper. The calendar has turned, and it's time to start planning the annual carnival dressed up as a charity golf tournament known as the Bob Dooley Invitational. Leonardo's is proud to once again be a title sponsor of the funnest event in Gainesville. When you eat at Leonardo's, your money stays in town, and thanks to the support of the tailgate listeners, we're able to continue to make a positive impact in the community. Leonardo's Millhopper is Gainesville's iconic restaurant. Did you say funnest? Hey, just like our garlic butter, I was on a roll. (laughs) In 1971, Meldon Law was established, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice its clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, (laughs) MeldonLaw.com. There it is with Steve Russell and ESPN's Mark Wise. Monday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And online at WRUF.com. This was me. Duels didn't like it. I like it. This is later Beastie Boys. Yep. This isn't like, you know, Brass Monkey stuff. And even before that. Ooh, that's a good one, Seth. Brass Monkey. That's a good beat. We I could create a Skrillex card for him one. and just do nothing but that for next week. Oh, it'd be so <laughs> I'm going to be out of town. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> do it. We'd love it. Do it. We would love it. All right, back to the phones we go. It's uh, Austin's turn to join us. Austin, what's up? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Well, yeah, I did. I'm glad. Um, you know, it might I might be the only guy in uh, town that's excited about the uh, NIT game tonight with UCF. But, um, you know, I'm excited. I think, you know, I hope we can see this team kind of make a little bit of a run. Um, you know, just because, you know, the heart that they showed all year and, you know, with the Castleton injury, it'd be nice to see them kind of make a little bit of a March Madness run. But, you know, I'm a little bit nervous because UCF is going to come here wanting to take it to the Gators. But, you know, hopefully our team and our guys are up for it. You, you would hope so, and, and I do agree with you. I think they're going to go out and play hard. It's not like you know they're reluctantly going into this game. Like, you're there, go play, and, and try to do it. UCF's, of course, as you're saying, thinks it's their Super Bowl, and it's going to be like the bowl game a couple years ago. But, I mean, think about the all-time series. Florida's 10-1 and against UCF. You know the only time that UCF ever beat? That was I was just looking that up because I was there. You were? It was at the Amway Center. It was. And it was the opening like one of the first games ever in the Amway Center. And uh, Michael, I believe Michael, Michael Jordan Jr. or whatever was on that team. Parsons and we had yep. uh, Calathis and they were from Orlando. Yep. And that was a heartbreaker. I just looked it up. It was 57-54. Yep. But I was there. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, Michael Jordan's kid had like 18 that game. Yep. Um, but it came down to a couple free throws or something late if I remember right. But, uh, but I would hope, uh, Austin, like you're talking about, they would go out and – 
do their thing, play hard, and, and I know they will. It'd be fun because Oregon should win their game, so then you get to go go see Oregon. I mean, that's some incentive right there. I'd love to go see Oregon's campus and play on that ugly-ass oh, floor. That's what I was just going to say. That'll, <laughs> that'll throw you off. Then we might shoot better yeah, on it. In the we trees. might go out there and just <laughs> light it up. Uh, uh, yeah. Right. That'll be fun. But um, one thing before I get off the air, I wanted to ask you guys what you thought of North Carolina turning down the NIT offer. And uh, thank you, guys, and go Gators. All right, Austin. Thank you. I, I mean, I. There might be more to that, because uh, I they were right. They were the number one team in the country. I don't think this has happened in I think ever where the number one preseason team did not make the field. And I'm just going out on a limb there, but I'm pretty sure I heard that. It have and, to be. Yeah, so there might be some attitude issues. You, yeah. you might have parents yeah, and guys players, quitting. and it might be. Uh, but if that's not the case, I mean, I don't think it was ever in doubt Florida was going to go to the NIT. You just go. It's part of being in, uh, in college athletics, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, that's what we do. That's what you do. It's like you get the invite, you go. Like I don't think they did it because I hope not that they were better than that. They're a blue blood. We're not going. That's yeah. my take. But. I mean, that's that's kind of the way it sounds. But you, you, you're right. You would hope the reason would be something other than that. And guys just quit or gave up and said, we're not going to even have a team. They it's, were leaving, whatever it might be. We were talking off the air, and if we, like, pulled callers on, like, okay, who's Duke's head coach? I don't know if a lot of people would. I'm sure I'm not putting it past the callers, but, like, is Hubert Davis North Carolina's coach? I don't even know who their coach is. That's how much college basketball has changed. I think it is. I'm not sure. See what I mean? I'm looking at you yeah, and I'm no, like, I'm, yeah, I think so. But anyway, so maybe there's problems there. See what Porter's got for us. Hey, Porter. Hey, guys. Um, you were talking earlier about the, the summer and how things have changed. Uh, you're, you're spot on. Uh, there's a saying that was very well known back in the day that nothing puts more Gainesville stores out of business than summer. And it, it was just it was just true, uh, you know, especially new businesses. You learn to not open you know, in, in, in May, <laughs> something new. Uh, but uh, I don't know what exactly what they, what they did. So what they, uh, PG, you're saying they, they made it a requirement to go a certain number of uh, they, hours over your career or college career. They did. And they didn't do that before. And I want to say it was like 10 credit hours. So then that kind of pulled people back in for the summers. And I think it allowed the university to take more students. Um, just going off the top of my head, but they made it a, a requirement. I'm sure you could get out of it if you, you know, say whatever. The next, you know, but most people didn't because they made it a requirement, right? So it was around that time, around 2000, I think. Well, I was. I remember when I was in, in college, uh, with a, a great quadruplex, and all three of my roommates were leaving for the summer, and we didn't want to lose the lose the, the place. And the landlord was really cool. He let a he let them only pay a quarter of their rent. For the for the you know for the for the months, I had my normal rent because I was still there. So I'm in this giant place by myself, but I'm having to pay uh, utilities. I turn the hot water heater off I, I, every morning. I'd, I'd go run and then take a cold shower, you know, because I'm having to pay all the bills by myself. But we did not want to give up the place uh, in, in the summer. But um, uh, let me ask you. Um, oh, oh, I, I found out why Cagliano spells his name uh, J A C because he wants to be able to give you the K. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff, could, uh, could what do you, any possibility of seeing uh, Cagliano come in in a in like a relief if he's if he's DHing for the pitcher spot and then use him later if they if uh, you think he'd be effective at that or is that something they wouldn't want to do to uh, 
you know how it might affect his as a starter. Or no, I, I think it's like, possible, and I think now you're seeing the question on him was because there was even talk trying to figure out roles and different things. Could he be the closer? And right. I think the question was, well, he's not going to throw enough strikes if that's the case. But he has proven that he can throw strikes. So if you get Coppola back, and I mean, you know way more about backs than, than I do, PG, but Man. it would be hard to put him in a relief role because yeah. you got to bring him up and down. It would feel like, oh, he needs to like have a specific, oh, I'm going to start Sunday and that's going to be it, right? And he knows his days yeah. beforehand. So is, that he's, real, is that the real big lefty? Yes. So he's stretching. If he's got a Sunday start, he knows Monday what he needs to start doing for that coming Sunday, especially with an injury like that. He cannot be a, hey, get up and get going guy. Go sit back down. Right. Get up, get going. That No, he's got to be a st- – I mean, I think I mean, that's what – It would have to be that role. So maybe you make him the midweek guy and he's starting against Florida State these next yeah. three times to get him – I mean, you could do that option. Yeah. Um, Jeff, one more question. I'll take an answer off the air. If he if if Kangolin's DH for the pitcher spot, and then he does come in to pitch, you know, for say an inning later, and then, but stays in to bat, can he stay in after he leaves as a pitcher and still be the DH for that spot? Yes, it's the Shohei rule. Okay, I, I wasn't positive with that. I just want to make sure. Well, that might be something to, to consider. We you know, we have to have a, a third starter, but um, that'd be kind of. Uh, Useful if he can come in and help us in relief you know, a couple times. But I'm happy seeing him out there starting, too. So, go Gators, be safe. All right. Thanks, Porter. Jack's uh, kind of messing up some scorecards with that, too. Because I was in the stands, and I could see some old-timers that I've recognized from McKeithen and, you know, at the Newsday. And they, they were confused sometimes on, okay, well, can he go back in? Can he it, – it, you, you've never seen everything at a baseball game. You can say that too, right? Oh, like yeah. something just surprises you, like, oh wow, I didn't know that was possible. Mm-hmm. And Jack seems to with his versatility is doing that. So I I don't even know the rules for DH pitching. We've never seen it. I mean, Brad Yes, you're you're basically making it's it's how you designate him at the beginning. Yeah. So when he gets designated the way he does, then he has the ability to stay in the game and continue to hit. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah. But at first I was like, I yeah, haven't no, seen it's, it. Yeah, no, it's certainly confusing. Bernard, what's up? Welcome to the tailgate. Hey, Jeff. Baseball question. A Spectrum Cable, Tampa Bay area. There was a kid out of Tampa, left-handed kid, big, strong, powerful kid, first base when he signed with Florida, but he didn't make it to campus because he signed with a pro contract. I turned in late to it, and I didn't get his name. Would you happen to know – his name? Mm, I don't. I mean, big, strong, powerful kid. Looked like he would have been a, 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 a big-time power hitter if he had made it to campus. I, I didn't get his name, but I just saw the special on Spectrum Cable. Sounds like Jack Caglione. Tampa, <laughs> big, strong. No, no, I mean, it, 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 could, it could be Kyle, could it be Kyle Tucker. Is this, this the guy that's been in the big leagues now for a little bit? No, no. This is a high school kid. This kid was just not so, too long ago. Okay, so he, recent. He was supposed to be in this class with K. Kerman. Oh, okay. Um, yes. Gosh, I'd, I'd have to go back and, and try to look it up. I don't, I don't recall off the top of my head. All right, if you do, yeah. I, I, was just, I, I didn't get his name, but he, uh, he signed pro, and he looked like he, you know, he had the size to be a pretty good baseball player. All right, have a great day. All right, okay. Bernard, thank you. They didn't lose much. Got pretty lucky. That's a hard job. Yeah, recruiting college baseball, and, and maybe he's talking about R- Riley Green is one. Maybe that 
thinking of? I think they lost a couple, which were expected, and that sounds familiar. Yeah, I, I, they got me. He ended up going – I mean, he's a great hitter in the Tigers organization. He got called up last year, but he only got drafted a couple years ago. That's um, Well, I guess if he was part of Curlin's class, though, no. And yeah, I did get a text. Curlin is – just turned 19. Okay. So he is an older, older and, kid. And which class are we talking about with Curlin? Yeah. Was it the committed class the year before because he reclassified? Right. So, um, you know, one other small thing about – about the University of Florida in Gainesville in the summers is that we we were in high school here, you know, and, and we kind of even knew, and not that we did, you know, too many, too many bad things, or, you know, we were kids, but GPD and UPD were out more than ever during that time. <laughs> they were trying to, like, just find wherever things were coming from, yeah. you know, the sources, and you just knew. Gainesville was just totally different in the summers back then. Mm-hmm. You almost just went out to the beach every weekend because yeah. there was nothing to do. Couldn't do it. Yeah. So very true. All right. Got to get a break. We'll do that. We'll come back. And then our final segment. Again, we're out of here at uh, 545 with uh, Gator softball today. You're listening to the tailgate. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Yes. It's hot out, an obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you, 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their life Licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into awful pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold, hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy. Play It Again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for. And it's located right on University and 34th Street, so it's easy to find. And I'm there all the time, so I just might see you at Play It Again Sports. 
We've known each other since we were 14 years old and I want to be able to look down in my hand in 40 years and still like it as much as I did the day he proposed. That's Michelle talking about her engagement ring from International Diamond Center. I wanted something classic and vintage, but I did not want what everybody else had. I mean, you see a lot of the same rings. But at IDC, they had thousands of unique handcrafted rings that you won't find anywhere else from top designers like Takori, Viraggio, Henry Dossi, and dozens more. We have a picture of me grabbing my face and gasping because I was so shocked. International Diamond Center. If I tell anybody that is looking for their forever ring, IDC will make sure they have it, and I would never go anywhere else. Best ring selection, highest quality diamonds, guaranteed best value, and people who really care. They genuinely care about their customers. To take the time to get to know us sets them apart from anybody else. International Diamond Center. The value you want, the selection you need, the service you deserve. Showroom hours and more at shopidc.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We'll hold on to mostly sunny skies through the early evening. Once we get beyond sunset, though, those clear skies and winds will calm, resulting in a very cold night tonight. Temperatures are expected to drop into the mid and upper 30s. Another round of widespread frost is possible, especially north and west of Gainesville. A bit warmer tomorrow with plenty of sunshine. Highs climbing in the seven weeks. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. I am sorry, Laker fans. Come on. I am sorry, Rob Palenka. I miscalculated you. I didn't believe you could make it happen, but the additions of D'Lo and other aspects have transformed this team. The Lakers, if they come, if LeBron hits his stride, they might find themselves in the Western Conference Finals. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. We're proud to be your home for Gator women's basketball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, welcome back. Final segment. Our uh, Titan MRI hotline has been hot today. Alcas PG is here. Appreciate him stopping by, and we will uh, get out of here for softball in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, Bernard, if you're still listening, hopefully you are, it's uh, Xavier Isaac, who's what you were referring to, who you were referring to. 6'4", 240-pounder. He was the... Uh, Where'd he go to school? I, I didn't see that. But the Rays, the Rays drafted him, and signed him for $2.548 million. Got to take it. That was a full slot. Got to take it for uh, for that value. So, yeah. So that was it. There you go. All right. Let's get uh, Lee to join us. Hey, Lee, what's up? Jeff and PG. I got some homework for both each of you. All right. And uh, before I get there, maybe uh, maybe everybody's calling in because Pat's not there telling those bedtime stories. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, uh, on the baseball side. Um, Jeff, I'll let you look at it. You know, the North Florida coach, he was on record saying the weather has just had a big influence on his team's offensive 
you know, output. And I was just wondering, I know Cags is the wrong guy to check this, but it'd be interesting to see how many of those 13 home runs were, you know, southerly winds or southwest winds, you know. Yeah, I would, I would actually leave oh, – there was probably only one that I would say was win-aided with him. I mean, he, he hits the ball so well, but he hit one oppo that barely snuck out, and I was thinking to myself, that there's no way that ball should have got out. So I, <laughs> I think out of the 13, probably only one. But there, I would say also out of the 40, whatever we've hit this year, there's probably about seven or eight that probably wouldn't have gotten out if, if there was no wind. And yeah, you're right. That's that's what TP said. They they have like 34 homers, and he said like every single game for some reason it's been blowing out at, at their park at home. <laughs> My son plays D2 baseball, and uh, if for batting practice, if it's blowing south southwest, he's there. And if not, if it's from the north, the northeast in Daytona, he's uh, he's in class because ain't nothing <laughs> leaving the yard. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Where, where hey, PG, I'm, com- I'm coming down from my fifth NIT. Before we go off the air at six, just Google see how many home O'Connell Center NIT games there were. Three were my senior year in 86, you know, and then one was 96 with Billy, and tonight would be the, be the fifth. And I just wonder how many NIT games there might have been in the O'Connell Center. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, where does your son go to school? Oh, Emory Riddle. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's like Daytona. That's right there on Clyde Morris. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah they they got a junior college at Daytona State, yep. and then they have a D1, which is uh, Bethune-Cookman. Yes, yes, I'm familiar with Emory. Yep. Well, good luck to them. Yeah. Hey, you want to – that NIT game, I was going to tell you about it. Um, the three my senior year was during spring break, too. This is 86. We was all about to graduate. We were down there, had a good time, and there were a lot of close games. They beat TCU. This is off the top of my head. and Southwest somebody. And uh, went to the Big Apple, you know. And then in 96, Billy, I don't even think he went anywhere the first year. The second year, he got NIT, and Georgetown beat us here. Yep. And, uh, you know, and and he had drew up a play at the end of the game. He just didn't have the dudes, man. I mean, they went down and really didn't get a shot off. And Georgetown stole the ball, you know, and that sort of thing. And I kind of, around my friends, was talking Billy down for four or five years, you know. But, boy, when he got the horses, you know, I mean, he could really recruit. He was just the blessing we needed. You know, that's the only NCAA sustained success we've ever had. And now we're back to NIT games, counting NIT games. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember them. Do we have some road NIT games I remember, too? And I, I yeah, Norm yeah. Cone in 85, he lost to Louisiana. That was the Raging Cajuns the year before. We we just watched it on TV in the dorm room, but, but you're, you're right. Yeah, I remember I remember some road ones. Yeah, um, Penn State was a home NIT game. Wow. Um, Good call. I'm, I'm trying to th- – and they – there was a year later that Billy didn't make the tournament. Wasn't that with Coletus and them, their freshman year? Well, Lee, you're right. I mean, he didn't make it his first year because actually Todd Golden and Mike White are the only two coaches to ever take a team to the postseason, but they were both NITs um, in, in their first years as coaches. They got something on Billy. That's crazy. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Um, the, first, the first time Florida ever went to the NIT was 1969. So that was a good one. Um, Temple beat them at Madison Square Garden. Neil Walk was on that team. So that's uh, that's as far as I go back. I can't find anything on the rest of the, the home games, though. 
But thanks for that. Any home runs going out at Buholtz? It 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 faces uh, what's that west to east, so it should be blowing pretty good out there at Buholtz. Yeah, it faces south east. Southeast. Southeast. Yeah, I was trying to acclimate myself. Yeah, we got a kid uh, with a lot of power. He's actually a Clemson commit for. He's a pitcher commit to Clemson, but he's about six five, six six. He might be six six. Anthony Wilkie and he he. Yeah, he's got the power. And, I mean, you know, obviously batting practice, there's probably five, six guys, probably a solid five that can take it out there. One thing about Buholtz, man, and, and they've faced a D1 arm pretty much every game this season, one, with the exception of maybe one or two games. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they face – I mean, you get better if you played no that doubt. kind of schedule. Um, and and the, the arms they face, they're not getting BP – fastballs these guys are pitching backwards in the count and some of them are a little frustrated because they want some of those little bp fastballs but you know they're, they're coming and they're getting better you know yeah, for, that's what is, matters Get, yeah getting better for it um lee I, I just i got a text from uh from Cabro. kevin brockway says uh and I, I this is i forgot about this they beat arizona state on the road in 08 oh that was james uh, harden was yes, on that team i remember that yeah. game he was chubby that was his last college game yes so there's no been, beard. Been some good ones over the years. No beard. Yeah, no beard. Yeah. Yeah, that makes us appreciate old Billy even more. I mean, that was <laughs> an exciting tournament. It certainly does. Go get them, guys. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Lee. Man, I, rem- I, was, I knew there was one. I, it was on the tip of my deck. Yes, that was it. He was a little heavier then, mm-hmm. no beard, and he was the whole team. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun to watch him. Yeah. You kind of knew. You didn't know that's you what you were going to get. Yeah. But, um, yeah. That's it. Let's get uh, – we got two minutes for Byron, so let's give it to him. Byron, hey, what's up? I'm finna, I'm finna hurry, man. I, I'm glad that Jeff, y'all taking my call, PG. I'm going to get real quick, man, and, and I'm, I'm sure my age will go down memory lane. But, guys, I was playing for Santa Fe back in the uh, 80s, and they had a, a premier game. This is how bad I was. Otis Smith and Vernon Maxwell. One went to JU and one went to Florida. I'm going to keep on going with the Eugene McDowell, the Randall Leafs, and then I'm going to go to Udonis and then the Greens. So what my question is, guys, is even back in the days we had people like me. I dreamed of playing for Florida. Jeff, on that mound, let me, I'm, I'm digressing. But in the old dome with Sloan or any of them, what has happened to Florida? Why are we producing players? And why isn't – I mean, Vince Carter went to North Carolina, but he almost went to Florida. Why isn't it anymore, those guys? And the players that went to the NBA – down in Miami, I mean, Orlando, I can't even think of some of the guys, you know, that, 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 that went early. But we don't even have a chance at none of them anymore. Is it NIL or what happened to the Florida players? Udonis has them. Thanks, guys. Go Gators. All right, Byron. Well, I, I just think it was like what we talked about earlier. Some of those guys you're mentioning, other than Vince Carter, weren't – they might have been high three-star guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to identify them. And Byron's right. I, I This is a fact. They're – Florida in the state of Florida before Billy it was not as organized in, in high school basketball it's been better organized not as not like some other states but it's so populated with great athletes you can find the guys here you've got to you've got to evaluate and recruit and and be able to identify them like just point uh, what's the kid's name for UCF that's a possible lottery pick uh, from Fort Lauderdale his name's eluding me running out of time but he's um he's a guy where you know Taylor Hendricks Taylor Hendricks he was identified and I think if we do, if Florida does a better job with that, guys would want to come to Florida. Yeah. You just got to go get them. Just got to find them. So, and Vince Carter, you know, that's why Lon Kruger left. We yeah. were coming off the Final Four, and he's like, geez, if I can't get recruit guy. the guy now, but yeah. it was North Carolina. Yeah. 
and there's no telling what was going on on the backside. But it was North Carolina. He was the man. McDonald's. He had a Jordan thing on his back already. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the next guy. So you know, Day- Daytona Beach uh, Seabreeze High mm-hmm. School. That that recruitment broke my heart. But I couldn't blame him. Yeah, you had know? to do it. Yeah. Well, don't blame me for bringing PG because he crushed it. Thank you for uh, for stopping by. Appreciate oh, I appreciate it. it. I love it, yeah. man. Always good. Always good to have you. Seth, appreciate you being here producing. I am Jeff Cardozo. Our last show of the week because it is uh, NCAA tournament time tomorrow and Friday. But, of course, uh, listen tonight to some basketball and then uh, baseball all weekend long. This was the tailgate.